0: (laughs) This is, this is the In The Black Podcast.
1: In the Black, bro. It's now one of the best podcasts I ever heard.
2: Yes. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the Incredible in the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men that know the difference between patriotism and nationalism. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. But you know, I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my uh, my platoon here. Crush, say what's up. <laughs> <laughs> my fire what's team. What's good everybody? My fire that team. What's good? My that fire team. What's good? good. Team. <laughs> man, what's
3: up? Yeah. What's uh what's good? good, man? How are you?
2: <laughs> no doubt. And if you are joining us for the first time, Whether it's on YouTube or you're hearing this over the podcasteries, make sure or consider subscribing to the show. (laughs) New (laughs) lingo. Uh, Podcasteries? Put that in Shut the hell up. Sometimes it'd be like (laughs) that. Oh,
0: man. (laughs) Consider subscribing
2: (laughs) to the show if you're checking it out on YouTube, of course. Hit that thumbs up button to help the YouTube algorithm get our voice out to a whole bunch of different people. You yes. can also yes. follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, Elgin, please tell these good folks how they can become part of the family if they want to do that.
3: Hey, man, head over to our website, www.intheblack podcast.com and in the corner there you can find a become family tab there there's a variety of ways for you to actually become a part of what we're building here you can buy swag t-shirts mugs a variety of different things or you can just donate if you like dollar side in the black PDCST. cst but even bigger and more crucial than either one of those is our patreon account Patreon is one of those apps that allows you, the listeners, to give money to build the platforms, not only that you enjoy, not only that you share with other people. But the platforms that you want to see enriched and enlarged so if you feel that way about what we're trying to build over here in the black head on over to our patreon account and join uh and if you don't you just is a cheap bastard
2: you don't want to give us any money
3: but you know
2: <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes too <laughs> now yeah. we are going to do our pies check-in for this evening we did not get an opportunity to do it last week so we're going to go ahead and do that tonight, so Elgin, why don't you start us off?
3: Pie Chicken, ladies and gentlemen. If you are not familiar, if this is your first time or your last time listening to our podcast,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, you, well, you, you never know, you, that, never, that
2: know. Because- <laughs> you never know, strong
0: possibility, you
2: gotta be ready for
3: anything, you gotta be ready. Our Pie, pie Chicken is physical.
2: intellectual
3: and spiritual we typically will go around the panel and we'll ask each other how we are doing you can decide to give more details about where you are or you can do a scale system one to ten ten being the greatest one being trash uh so i'll get started for me physically i feel great uh I have been cutting out all the whites, not the people, or or always the people.
0: Uh, (laughs) Or you can try at least. Y'all everywhere, though. (laughs) Damn it.
2: yeah, like, like carbs, carbs. Like carbs. you can find them all in the shit. But go, I, ahead, like, go ahead,
3: like when you spill a bag of rice, you're always fine one somewhere. <laughs> a bag cow,
2: of, rice. I need the, <laughs> of rice. You are the worst. Thing. You are the worst. Thing. <laughs> a bag of rice. Go ahead, man.
3: Shut <laughs> up. But literally, physically, man, I've cut out the, the flour, the sugar, uh, the rice. Uh, it's one more white that I forgot. Uh, anyway, the four one, I, I've just cut those out for the past couple of weeks, man really working on bringing my blood pressure down uh and at the same time uh losing some weight uh so it's been really going well my water intake is through the roof i've been feeling much better uh you know during that midday that three o'clock time is typically where i get incredibly tired and either get something sweet or a fucking cup of coffee. Mm. In the past couple of weeks, I've needed neither one of those things. So oh. uh, I'm really pushing forward that I had a conversation with my doctor. He politely dug in my ass about some things. Mm. Not with his fingers, though, guys. Don't get them wrong. I wasn't that type hey, of you going of there. That wasn't,
0: <laughs> wasn't <laughs> that
3: type of check. That wasn't. But, so, so I feel good about that. uh Intellectually, man, I I feel good. It's the last week of school. I got one paper left, and it's for a professor who is probably the biggest pain in the ass on the planet. I hope you're watching. (laughs) Because <laughs> you're a pain in the ass. You must be uh, so, How would you be looking to
2: get him since in
3: failing mind. I know. He he must must be, be. I, she's on my ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so I got one more paper left. Emotionally, man, it's been a rough couple weeks, man. June is typically not the, my month, man. Uh, I'm... It's an emotional roller coaster. I'm dealing with, you know, grieving the loss of loved ones, then birthdays. So between tears and being broke, you know, it's a rough month. Uh, <laughs> no, I can dig that shit. Man. Yeah. I mean, listen, my wife's birthday is today, my daughter's birthday is tomorrow, and a couple weeks is my sister's birthday. Wow. I mean, I'm wow. taking out a fucking loan every June. <laughs> yeah, to make
0: sure to make sure more things. Right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Happy yeah. people, man. Yeah.
3: yeah. So spiritually I'm doing well. Uh, me and God are on speaking terms this week. Uh, he hasn't cussed me. I haven't cussed him. So we're doing pretty
0: good. <laughs> Crush. All right. Uh, well, physically, I would say I definitely need some improvement. I've uh, been uh, real tired lately. You know, there's been a lot of things going on, and I've been uh, delaying my return to uh, to biking. Uh, you know, the heat's been kind of oppressive out here, but it shouldn't be an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I Me mean, say, so you know, this has been terrible out here. Plus, yeah. I don't. I I don't want to get into an accident with these damn cicadas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, because I've, I've seen the accidents, and I'm like, no, <laughs> bullshit. no bullshit. Uh, um, but yeah, I definitely need to uh, redouble my focus on my physical, and I really get back out there, and get some activity going. Uh, intellectually, um, I've definitely felt a little, a little stretched thin between a few responsibilities. Um, and I'm trying to just, uh, you know, find the, you know, find, uh, the, the means to focus and, uh, prioritize right now. Um, emotionally. Yeah. It's been a very trying time. My, uh, I just told Sayun, my, uh, my father had a, a stroke this uh, past Sunday and, uh, yeah, thank you. He's uh, recovering right now. Um, in the hospital, it's doing a lot better, but, you know, it's been a crazy few days. Um, so yeah, emotionally, it's been uh, all, you know, all about that. Um, you know, spiritually, I would say yeah, I'm still uh, you know still asking questions and still wondering and you know still uh you know, still exploring. You know, in a very very uh exploratory mood mm. in, that, in that area. Yeah, no
2: doubt. Um, for me, uh, physically, I'm, I'm I'm fine. You know, I've been on my my health uh transformation for a little bit of time and i feel like i've hit a plateau i'm trying to get find that next thing to help me help keep me uh motivated and moving in the right direction but i'm feeling relatively well i will say that i haven't been sleeping as well as i normally do like getting between all the nonsense that i've been going through I man, i probably get like three hours of sleep for the past two plus weeks now so it's just been kind of awkward, but I'm going to figure it out. I got to figure it out, I guess. Um, Intellectually, I'm all right. Uh, I'm at that point now, too, where I'm rounding up the first batch of these certificates that I got to complete, man, so I'm ready to be done with all of that stuff and get that weight off of my shoulders, at least for the next few weeks before it kicks into gear again, so I'm good with that. Emotionally, I've been in an interesting place. I told you guys that my brother's getting married, so the Mm -hmm. start of all of those things happens tomorrow and you know that us africans we can't do everything in one day so we it's a two-day process so getting everything together is interesting and wow yeah that's been that's been uh yeah i think the the cultural weight behind it all is really what's been the most taxing because like i said i've got a couple of hats that i need to wear in that instance and i just Emotionally, I don't know if necessarily if I'm prepared for it, but I mean, all of it starts tomorrow, so I have to be prepared for it, right? Um, and I'm also dealing with these life changes like Elgin's dealing with all these damn birthdays in my way, man. My, my mom just turned 65 last week, and my sister's birthday was on the first, and I'm just like I said, I got a lot of June people that I'm going to be dealing with and just <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I might have to, I might have to hit a bank of America to get back to <laughs> pay this bullshit up. But yeah, uh, spiritually, I would, really, to be honest with you, I really can't call it. I don't know where I am right now. Like part of me is that that emotional part has been a blockade for me, which has probably made me not do. The things that I normally would do. So, but I mean, I'm not in a bad place. So I'm I'm thankful for that at the very least, right? So yeah. So that is our pies check-in. We want to know what your pies is as you're listening to this. Please, as you're read, as you're listening, as you're watching this, go ahead and send us your pies check-in. You can send your uh send that check-in to in the black podcast at gmail.com, or you can just type it out in the comments when we post this stuff on our on the YouTube. So Now, our black box letter tonight is actually a very interesting one. And this is, Mm. uh, like I said, it's very interesting. Um, We had a listener watch some of the videos that we'd put up on Instagram, reach out to me, and he's in a tough spot. And I think that's even being gentle about it. I will not share his Instagram handle, but I will say that, um, he went through a dissertation as to some of the stuff that he's going through right now. The crux of his problem, I I won't say his problem. He's going through an emotional phase right now where Mm. he's been married for six years, Mm. his, he has a three-year-old with his wife. His wife has recently been diagnosed with cancer and they're going through, going through that together and he is away from his family. Um, She's not close to her family and he's because she's not working and the childcare and pandemic and all of these things he has been shouldering it for the past almost year. All of these responsibilities from taking care of his wife, which she's very ill, to all of the things he needs to take care of for himself. And it's taken a mental toll on him to the point that he doesn't know what to do. And he feels that he can't talk to his wife because it will come across as though he's bitching about taking care of her. It's like, you don't want to, his, the way he described it was, I love my wife and I know what we're doing, but I feel the weight of all of these responsibilities on top of me and I don't want to make it seem like she and my family, my daughter are a burden and that's why I'm complaining. Hmm. And like I said, he's away from his family. They're on the East Coast. His family's on the West Coast. So it's not like he can easily call someone to come swoop in and help him bear some of the load. And I don't know if the conversations, and I should have gone deeper into it, but I was really stunned that he was sharing this much information with me. So I didn't want to pry too deeply but right. I don't know the depth of the conversations that he's having with his family, because the way he's talking, it seems like he has no actual emotional outlet mm-hmm. at this stage. Mm-hmm. And it it really hit home for me. And it hit home for me because this is one gentleman's story. Sorry. I know tons of other black men that have been in similar situations that have shared their circumstances like this with me, too. That they feel like they have no actual outlet to bear themselves when the weight of their responsibilities becomes too much because we as society, we or we as men, however you want to actually formulate it, says that you're not supposed to complain about that shit. It's your job just to do it. What do you guys think, man?
3: Uh, a couple of things, man. My, uh, my my thoughts and prayers go out to his wife specifically in this moment. Uh, dealing with a illness of any kind is difficult, but dealing with cancer is is incredibly scary. I can only imagine her emotional and mental state uh I don't know how severe, we don't know how severe, but anytime anyone has cancer, I think we automatically attach a severity to it. Uh, so my my thoughts and prayers go out to her specifically in this moment. Now to this brother, uh, I have some some advice for you uh, that I hope you adhere to and listen to. First, I need you to, protect yourself and and this is the matter what i mean oftentimes when men feel whether it's real or perceived that we do not have an outlet to express ourselves we find one we find one we cultivate one and oftentimes the ones that we find and cultivate are not healthy for us
2: Mm. say that one more time sir
3: Good. They, 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 they're not healthy uh, because there is an innate need that I think all humans have in the desire of feeling heard and validated and when we as men do not feel heard and validated we go places, do things get involved with things where we look in the wrong places often in dark spaces to be heard and validated So protect yourself brother uh, This is the time where you're And this is not to be churchy In any form of fashion But this is where our guard tends to be down And shit that didn't used to slip in Will slip in Okay So be careful, guard yourself And the next thing is In the form of fashion This may sound like I'm chastising you And if that's how you take it uh, Feel free to reach out to me And we can discuss it further But you can't be bullshitting and not having a fucking conversation with your wife about this. You cannot continue to be in a predicament, in a space where you are not expressing to your wife how you are feeling. And here's a number of reasons why. One, you're going to isolate her by not sharing with her where you are in a time where she needs you fully fucking present. You cannot isolate her in that manner. And sir, you don't know what she is capable of doing at the moment and sharing and pouring into you at the moment. There was something that she gave you in the midst of those years that you guys have been together that allowed you to desire to spend the rest of your life with her. You need to sit back and tap into that thing and look and see, if that thing still present. And if it's not there, do some real difficult self-examination to find out how you can cultivate these things. But this is not a time for you to withdraw. And again, I dig it. It's a natural human reaction that when you feel like you're not being heard and validated to go somewhere to get heard and validated. But you have linked with this woman forever in a number of capacities. You can't afford to isolate her in this moment and move in a manner that is going to ultimately cause her more pain and suffering than she's already dealing with. And that's not to act like you're not dealing with anything, that you're not suffering. I dig it. But part of us as men getting our needs met is to say, I need to get my needs met. It's time out for black men not to be vocal about what they need and what they want. Even if it comes across or goes countercultural to the stereotypical masculine norms that we should never express what we want. It's time out for that. There's too many black men who are out here dying and... Reminding me of of Denzel Washington and Fences, Denzel worked, provided, did all those things that we have been conditioned as black men to do. But because he was never able to articulate his needs and his wants, he went to a dark space and found it somewhere else mm-hmm. and ultimately ended up isolating everyone. Mm-hmm. Don't
2: mm-hmm.
3: fall into that trap, bro. Be mindful mm-hmm. and take care of yourself.
2: Go ahead, Crush.
0: I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know, there's not much more I can add there. You know, I I fully sympathize with the uh, the wife first and foremost, and their entire family for what they're going through. Um, you know, but uh, you know, like like what Elton referred to, I think we ha- you have to remind yourself that you know, aside from someone that you that you clearly love dearly and want to take care of, she's also your partner. And as such, she, uh, she deserves to know how you feel about the situation. And chances are she probably does know. And she knows you better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. So at, at one point you're going to have to, at least, especially at this breaking point is when the hardest personal decisions have to be made, Ooh. you know? Um, cause it sounds like you're at a breaking point and, um, and we've all been there at, uh, at different points in our lives and those decisions. It uh, can feel like a, a thousand pound weight on your back, uh, but once they're made, it's all for the better. You know, it only makes you stronger. And the decision to communicate with your wife is the best one you can make right now. It's the best one you can make for your family right now, because the longer you hold this in, yeah, you you will turn to will turn to other sources, or it's going to come out the wrong way, the way you didn't want it to come out. You know, or it's going to come, or it's going, or even worse. It's going to come from someone else to her. The yeah. absolute worst thing. Okay. So, you know, communication uh, at this breaking point it would be uh, more than vital. Um, Like I said, this
2: thing kind of hit home for me. Uh, it hit home for me specifically because I'm just thinking about my dad and my dad and I have always had, had always had a, an interesting relationship to put it mildly. Yeah. And some of the the last conversations that I've ever had with my dad was he, him as a father, as a provider, I should say, he was phenomenal. I know that we may not have had much, but he always found some way to make sure that we didn't have to, to really suffer, right? But in his pursuit to provide and to not be a burden as this guy says, right? Yeah. He failed to develop the interpersonal relationships that he needed with his family so the relationships with your children with your wife all of those have been in one capacity or other i don't want to say tarnish because tarnish is not necessarily the word but it's been contentious yeah it's been there's there's a level of contention there and i think a lot of us fall into that mentality, not necessarily because innately men, that's how we are, but I think that we're conditioned into that way as we we mature and as we grow up. I know for me, like I said, my wife, I tell her all the time, my wife saved me from a life of laying in my parents' basement staring at the ceiling because I only had three things that I did. I went to work, I went to school, I went to the gym, I came home, that was it. And I didn't have any necessarily any in between any outside resources to say, okay, well, I'm going to have this I'm going to have these conversations and formulate these relationships to help sustain my mental well-being, because ultimately that's what these interpersonal relationships are for. Hmm. So I'm I'm hearing this story and I'm thinking about myself and I'm thinking about my dad and I'm thinking about the countless other African dudes that I know, African men that I know that have raised and reared me that are in the same or have been in the same exact boat. And then I look at it like I'm me struggling at this point. I won't say necessarily struggling. Maybe that's not the right word, but (laughs) continuing to try and break that cycle to break that generational curse.
3: In what ways are you doing that?
2: All right. I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, uh,
3: That's a long-ass time ago, by the way.
2: Nigga, you older than me. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <clears throat> but When I was growing up, my dad never attended a any school function, any football Ooh. game, any ROTC function, nothing that I did. Because the excuse was, he's got to be at work. He's got to be providing. He's got to keep his nose to the grindstone and he's got to do what he needs to do. And for a long time, I took on that habit as well. My oldest daughter, who was going to be 22 this year, she suffered the most from that. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing I knew how to do was to say, I'm going to keep work I was working and going to school. I got to do those two things. That's the only way things are going to be better in the long run. I did not know any different because that's all I had been taught was that's the way to do things. Right. And now I'm here with my wife and I've got my our two kids here. And she'll go out with them and it feels like even internally I feel like I'm fighting a demon to say okay, I'm not going to seclude myself. I'm going to go out in public with my kids and do those things that I didn't do with my dad. And I really, it's a real, real mental hurdle Ooh. to say, yes, get your ass up and go walk to the park with the kids and make sure that they're good. Even when I, I do it and I get in that mode is like, it's, I can't even, to be very honest with you, I can't explain the wow. mental weight that it is to say, that that's not that's not their portion. It was your portion, but it's not their portion, if you get what I'm saying. For my kids. I had a conversation with one of my my brother-in-law matter of fact, and I say we are all in some form or fashion, every man I know is running from the shadow of their father. And this is what I mean by that. Ew They're running from the shadow of their father. This is what I mean by that. Either your dad was, a, either
3: man. your dad
0: was a complete. You flip dad, that real quick, bro. He's a, he's a bastard. He's, he's a right bastard. A professional bastard. A man. Is, yeah. You are a professional bastard. Put that
2: super quick. Do stupid. Either. Your dad was a right, like Elgin, a right <laughs> bastard. And you're, in, you're in that, you're you're in that shadow of his, and you want to get away from it. You don't want to be covered by the 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 generational curse that came from that. And I use that. Mm,
3: mm, I don't. No, that. no. I think that's right. That's right. It's yeah. a generational curse. Yep.
2: Or your father was an incredible man, and you're living in the shadow of your father with the stress of trying to live up. To the man that he was or mm. is. Mm. And like I said, I like I said, I can't tell you the the weight on my head or the weight, the emotional weight, I should mm. say, to get out of that mode well, and be that, that dad. It. Like those things that came for me, the thing that I do every weekend and Phil knows this too, and during the week. Yeah. My kids and I, we spend the weekends together in the basement or in my room, and we just watch cartoons or movies, and we'll just watch them for hours on end. You're a kid, and then I am. That, that's part of it.
3: I'm sorry and, for your kids.
2: <laughs> no, you shouldn't be because we, we love, love I know we love do. every motherfucking moment of it. And I know, know
0: this. His, his son is awesome. awesome. His son's awesome.
2: And I know good, that. Good. Smart guy. I'm looking at it. And there was one day, not no bullshit. God, I'm gonna be very, I'm gonna be very vulnerable with <laughs> you. Man. There was, I'm gonna fucking fight you. What? <laughs> Jump off the top of the no melon boy. He was on that very back <laughs> tonight. I know, right? So I'm gonna tell you, I was, very, I'm gonna be very vulnerable with you. There was one moment where I think I had, it was like a year or two ago. I had just spoken with my dad, and I don't mm. remember what the conversation was that we had, but I know how I felt afterwards. And it was on those weekends and I sat down here and I spoke, I was watching TV with my kids and my wife was like, I don't know how you do it because I can't do that. Like the way you guys, the way you guys, dad, you're the fun parent. Like you do these things with them. And when she said that, that shit got me emotional, dog. I just started crying. Mm -hmm. And my son was like, why are you crying? And I was, I couldn't tell him why I was crying for my I don't know. I don't. In the moment, I couldn't tell him why. Mm. But afterwards, we were finished watching for the day. My wife came to me. She would asked me, "So, like, what was what was up?" And I was like, "I just thought about all the times that I never had that with my dad." Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I've never had that type of relationship, that interpersonal relationship.
3: And you, you ever ask your kids how you're doing as a parent?
2: You know what? That's one thing I admire about you. I have not done that because I remember that's maybe that, a few that, episodes ago that's you said that. That's you said that, and I was like,
0: hmm. a
2: fucking progress report for my kids. Like I've never even came, never even crossed my mind. Now how does your how, your how does your ego
0: respond to that?
3: Oh, I was devastated. Excuse <laughs> me. You you know, what? No, listen. I have a, a older daughter. My older daughter is twenty five. One day, she was probably 12 or 13. I surprised her, picked her up from school, took her out to get some lunch, and we're just sitting there, and I'm having a conversation with her, and I'm like, uh, so I want to ask you a question, and regardless of what your answer is, I don't want you to be worried about I'm always me. going to
2: love you. Don't worry about it. I get you. No, no, no.
3: I, I'm not going to be angry. Right, you know, I'm right. not going to be yeah. angry or anything. I was like, you know. What are some things that I can do better as a dad? And she kind of paused, and and on the inside, you know, on my inside, I'm like ice cold. You know, I feel like Captain Kirk. Brace yourself.
2: Yeah. Ice cold. I said, Beat me up, Scotty. We got to get oh, out no, of this." Sweat, shit. Boy, sweat, sweat. <laughs> Shields up. Sweat.
3: You know what I mean? And she hit, she hit me with it. She was like. I really want you to, th- when you talk to me sometimes and you're trying to get me to do something, you have an edge to your voice that makes me uncomfortable. And she was like, you know, you don't you don't scream at me. You don't yell at me. You don't hit me. She's like, but that voice that you use scares me and makes me feel, find it difficult for me to share with you. And that so we was, that was we talked for we talked for a few more minutes, man, and I unpacked some things. And that was the first time that I ever shared with my daughter my own childhood. Like I didn't use it as an excuse or a crutch. And I was like, "Baby, this this is what Dad experienced, and part of my responsibility is to make sure you never experience that thing that I did." And I haven't been doing a good job. So every year after that, man. I'm constantly, I mean, I had a check-in with her probably about a month ago, and she's 25, you know, lives away, does her own thing. I was like, so so now, and it's still moments where she'll share something and say, you know, that conversation we had last time or this one time, you know, I wish you would have just not slid into, you know, daddy mode and wanting to fix or save. I wish you to just be quiet and just allow me to vent. Yeah. I was like, you're right. Yeah. I, but the part of me and the way that I've learned to parent, has been always wanting to go completely opposite of the way my parents parent us. And I don't mm-hmm. think my parents were essentially yeah. bad parents, mm-hmm. but they parented in such a manner that I don't think was, healthy and it took me therapy and a lot of mistakes to realize that but I thank God my daughter my oldest daughter Chantel, she literally saved my life I mean and that's not sounds cliche but having a little girl at that stage in my life bruh was the best thing God could have gave to me because I needed something fragile mm. I needed something sensitive I needed something soft in my life to mm. smooth those edges.
0: Fascinating
3: and your voice too, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, fascinating.
3: Mm. You should ask your kids, man. They're gonna yeah, fuck you up with yeah, it, though. I, I yeah, that would that, that
0: would just 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 tore me
2: up. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's something that we're gonna have to gonna have <laughs> me <remember>. up. <laughs> it's <laughs> to, It's yeah. It's something ah. that we're gonna have to do, man. I'm looking, mm-hmm. and I'm. It's funny because I'm listening to you as you describe that conversation, and that's a conversation that I know my kids have had with my wife about me Ooh, that edge. Oh, yeah
3: you know what my six-year-old used to call it she used to call it when you put your daddy voice on mm. she used to say she used to say it all the time i don't like your daddy voice wow
2: mm. and i was like oh gotcha i know exactly <laughs> the voice that you're talking damn, about damn 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 well <sighs> well I will say this for our for our our listener, our writer. Um, I know that our heart goes out to you, and I think it goes without Absolutely. saying what we're going to yes. say. It. Our heart goes out to you and to your family. Definitely. I know that you probably expected us just to give you a throwaway and just say go to therapy, but I know that it's at this point, people saying go to therapy is almost throwaway. You expect it's, you say, it's yeah. com- becoming very cliche. For what sure. I will say is that you need to fight that weight. Sometimes you do need to fight upstream to get the things that you want. Mm-hmm. And speaking to your wife, reaching out maybe to your family that you may, like your your, your parents or whomever that you think would give you the time to listen. Because I think right now you do need that validation and you do need to be heard. And it's better to do it with someone that you know and that you know loves you than to find yourself in a position where you're sharing that side of yourself with people that do not have your best interest at heart. It could be very two, detrimental.
3: Two, two things real quick, man, brother, I don't hesitate to reach back out to us. If you get to a dark space and you're unsure, there's resources we can provide. There's books I can have you read. There's conversations that we can exchange uh, in a, in a real personal manner, manner where you don't have to even share who you are. I'm willing to do that with you, but you, you just really it's imperative bro to remain grounded with your wife bro you got you got to I, I i just that that's really the only advice that i really want to give you is you got to you got to trust her in this moment no matter how weak she may be because of the disease that Everything she's fighting yeah. you got to trust her
2: yeah we'll, we'll move on from this real quickly and i think that it, I think, it was a moment to th- feel like his needs in comparison to her needs and the needs of the family he felt selfish. I dig it, he, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, it's hard not to think that I, I understand it, I understand mm-hmm. it, my like guy. Sure. All right, L, why don't you kick it off for us? Man,
3: oh, uh, Texas is on their bullshit as usual. Mm. Uh, seen a number of articles here lately about states looking to end federal unemployment um, checks. Texas, of course, as always, wants to be the dickheads they are and lead the way. Um, The state's unemployment agency is ending that unemployment exemption June 26. Okay? And that's long before, like, these states who are ending these federal unemployment checks don't have to. Like, this, this is a choice that the individual states are making without the federal government pushing it. The federal mm-hmm. government is like, yo, the money is still there. Go ahead and continue to pay for it. But these states are deciding to say, hey, jobless Texans who refuse to work offers because they feel like the job isn't safe during the pandemic won't be able to receive unemployment benefits as of June 26th. So if you're someone who lives in Texas, who still is concerned about the pandemic that is still around, Lord forbid, you decide that I don't want to go into an environment where people are not getting vaccinated. They're not wearing their masks. They're not washing their hands. They're on some fuck shit. You don't want to go to work with these people and you are getting a unemployment check, you are no longer going to get that because you value your safety and your life more than you actually give a damn about that particular job. So, Texas is not the only one. There's a host of states who are doing it.
2: 25, 20, no, Twenty-five. Twenty-five, guys, 20, 25, 25, 25 so
3: states right. are withdrawing early from federal unemployment programs. Yeah. Alaska, Iowa, Miss, Mississippi, Of all... I mean, Mississippi, like... The poorest fucking state in, in, in the country. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. The the poverty in Mississippi, they're stopping it this week, Monday, June 12th.
2: Hmm.
3: That roughly like 3.9 million Americans will be affected by their states decisions
2: west virginia as well which is also one of the poorest states oh, in the nation yeah. they
0: need to go whip his ass i mean it sounds like big businesses on the, on the flex right i now. think i think that's part of the the this that's part of the, that's the, part the of it, yeah. Big, yeah.
2: big because they saw the they saw that in may that the numbers the unemployment numbers didn't go down as much as they thought they would even with these states relaxing their uh COVID restrictions which then turned many of these states 25 now the last i read it was 22 but 25 now to force them to be like okay we're not going to give you these monies now one thing that i think that many people need to keep into keep in mind the federal government has already given out this money
3: so come on you got to say that one more time the federal view.
2: government has already given states these monies don't forget they fought for it in the last package in the last mm-hmm. stimulus package. Mm-hmm. So these states have already gotten these monies. It's not like they have to fight for it and apply for it again. They applied for it. They were given the money. Now they have these monies, and they're telling you, you can't get these monies, get back to work. So what happens to the those monies that you got from the federal government? <laughs> Are they going to be used to cover some sort of shortfall in the state? No. Ed- education? No. infrastructure.
3: They haven't given any response, and that's
2: that's that's it exactly. We don't know where these monies is going to go. And to my knowledge, I could be wrong. Someone write out and let us know in the comments whatever the case is. To my knowledge, there is no stipulation that these states have to give these monies back if they are not used for. X that's that's, a,
3: that's one of the things that I was looking for, and I could not find that because my question was the same. Like, so what do these states do? Because they've already gotten the money, and you're making this decision not to give the money out. What do you do with the money? Do you, are you able to keep this money? Like, and do
0: what with it?
3: What, what bro? I just find it so, like, I, I, I the audacity to tell, people, like, you already. I, I can now. In fairness, if they were actually to say, did you just say that? When, Fairness. It, it fairness. must be me talking about my kids that gets me I, That's what I'm like I that. you, sentimental. You gotta blame them. Uh.
0: <laughs> Getting all soft on us. I yeah, exactly. In fairness.
3: Too, if they were to say, when this money runs out, we will no longer be giving unemployment, federal unemployment. Yeah. I think that would be a that. I don't necessarily say I would agree with it, but that would be a little bit more palatable for people to, to understand and gravitate to, but you already have the, the money money's
0: there and you're just choosing not to give it out. And
3: you just And the question has to be asked, and I, I know people are asking why, to what end, what is the ultimate purpose for these states to say, we're no longer going to, what, what do they want to see take place?
2: Employment. The, they, they want the employment numbers. They want, numbers the, to want go, the economy they want to get, back, they yeah, want they it get be back. back to work. And I think a part of that problem, that, this is a part of the thing that I think we're facing at this point, is that this pandemic has really thrown a lot of businesses on its head. Why do I say that? Because people know now what they're worth or they're starting to reevaluate yep, yep. what they were before. Yep. That's why it's been so hard for folks to find empl- employers, I should say, to find employees. Yep. Why? Because these people went home and were getting these unemployment checks
3: and they were looking like
2: and exactly. What and the And folks are knowing the saying that you're making more from unemployment than you are from working at your nine to five, where your job, your employer refuses to pay you a living wage. In some cases, only making eight, nine dollars an hour. Uninsured. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uninsured for that matter. Mm -hmm. And now the pandemic, because of desperation, you have people. McDonald's is now offering their employees $19 an hour. They're giving people... Can you imagine... Could you imagine the time and place you would have to be in the the sphere of the galaxy that McDonald's is not only paying $19 an hour, but also giving people signing bonuses? If you come on and you sign and you work particular shifts, they'll give you an additional $2,000, $3,000. Damn. That's how desperate... Desperate. What these folks are getting to get people
0: back into work. Yes, and the
3: other component is. I've, heard, I've noticed, heard
0: things, but I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, I've heard you things.
3: notice that people are staying home because they won't accept the wages that are paid. But you notice that a lot of these companies are starting to face the possibility of unions coming in.
0: Now this is This is
3: folks. And I listen. I am I was the next thing I was gonna
0: say. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was. I was like, all these non unionized workers are <laughs> gonna start unionizing. They are unionized. No matter, no matter what these corporations say, like, don't do that. Don't do that. Why? Why can I not do that?
2: Mm-hmm. I, I'm. Fu- I was. There was an article that I was. Matter of fact, as I'm perusing the internet, that I was about to start reading before the show started, and mm-hmm. it was actually about a CEO that was forcing his employees now that were teleworking before, forcing them to come back into the office, and essentially laid the hammer down on them. It was like, okay, all you got to start coming back into these buildings, or. and if you don't come, exactly, or and what happened? It led to a strike. So, a lot of... Uh, NPR recently did a study the other day about... Not a study, but a segment. Talking sure. about the impact that... Who was that, man? Who's going to dinging over here? <laughs>
3: Damn, he's, pop- just, he's a popular dude, man. His say, wife, his man, say, wife man, is like, why well, ain't you dinging that?
2: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> right. no, so, NPR was doing a segment... <laughs> That's my man. <laughs> One for the uh, road, crush. That's what I'm talking about.
3: Always be a rebel, baby. Go ahead.
2: Phil, <laughs> you, you Lights skinned Oh, that monster. was great. <laughs> so, NPR did a segment that was basically talking about the changes now as America is starting to, quote unquote, open back up and what to expect or what we're seeing now from these companies. Many many major companies, these tech companies in particular, are now debating on whether they should be coming back into the office. Twitter said they're working from home remotely for forever. It works for us. Y'all can stay at home. We're not going to force you to come into the office. If you think you need to come into the office, that's fine. They decided that a long time ago. Face they said that at the very beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. Facebook was like, "No, nah, okay, you guys can stay home, we'll figure it out." And now all of a sudden, their 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 tone has changed. Like, uh yeah, we're going to need you guys to start coming back into the office. At least in some, at least in some capacity, Google is saying the same thing. We're going to need you guys to come into the. We're going to need you guys to come. The into coolest the company in the world. And wow. most, of the, but some of the stuff. Wow. Once again, you gotta follow. You gotta follow the money. Follow
3: the money. Tell them There's, what.
2: There are people that are office renting these buildings. The office space Lease. is
0: expensive. Rental. Rental, yeah, man. Rental space and insurance and zoning and you into zoning. contracts.
2: These companies sign Permits, taxes, These oh, man. So all of that's plays factors. Like, well, okay, well, we, we, we need go. to have some sort of occupancy. Man. We don't got no bodies. Like, what's going on? You're, I mean wait, what, I how, work how, in my in my daily my daily job I work for I work for the federal government. The federal government now as we're starting to get back into it, they're debating whether or not they're gonna start coming back was, into the buildings too. And how I'm valuable, like how am it commercial how it was commercial land now. Dude, stop it. You're talking about billion dollars, man. Billions and billions of dollars, man. But unused dude, listen. I I know that even some of the small buildings, like on H Street in Washington, D.C., and H Street is usually where these um, politicians and non-for-profits and these things, that's where they line themselves up on. And I know that there are office spaces that are maybe 1,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. Talking about a suite, 1,200 square feet that are paying upwards of $600,000 a month. And they're booked into a contract for what seven years, five, five years.
3: Bro, it's true out here, man. It is. Uh, uh, and I, I think the capacity and I'm I'm noticing a lot of businesses are hiring and they're doing something they didn't used to do used to they didn't used to put the wages out they wouldn't used to put how much they were willing to pay an hour out there that wasn't something that you typically didn't learn until you were in, in the, you interview. know your interview
2: yeah, now man. they're
3: putting it up and it's a competition this is a lot of Back. these companies are putting a competition up but these motherfuckers still are not paying a living wage so it's like <laughs> even with you trying to offer these things
0: you still are making people choose to choose and, a different struggle. This is and, and and the terrible irony is is that the 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 parent companies have had these corporations clean the fuck up, mm. yeah. clean the fuck up over the past ten months. Mm-hmm. I rode past Popeyes the other
3: day. Popeyes is hiring right across the street. Burger King is hiring, and it's like. Twenty-five cent difference in pay, mm-hmm. and I started laughing because
2: they're owned by the same parent company. And I was just like, like "This is hilarious." But <laughs> well, don't I like forget some it. of those things are what do you call it? Those franchisee agreements or whatever. You know how that is, depending on the franchisee. You're, on, you're on your
0: own. No, quote, quote. quote.
2: that actual pop. I'm just, I'm. hey, no, no. I'm I agree. I agree. It's your thing. I agree. Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I'm, what was it? Maybe, you know, you can never really trust anything you see on the internet, but I did see something. It was like Domino's was hiring folks, hiring for drivers, and that they were going to give you a new iPhone 12 if you sign on board, and they'll give it to you today. (laughs) Like, you sign on (laughs) the dotted line. Like, no bullshit. Like, these are- Damn, man. Honestly, there was a small blurb at the bottom of the actual, because it was a, the, the image, I'm trying to describe it properly. The image was the outside of a Domino's window that had this- Flyer in the window saying, Hey, looking for Domino's drivers, we'll pay. I forgot what the actual wage was that they were saying that they were willing to pay. But the biggest thing, the boldest print, the largest print was, we'll we'll give you a new iPhone 12 if you sign on board today. Wow. These if are the tactics listen, that they're using. If you listen
3: for. to us and you see that and you need a damn job. You better keep on riding down the damn street. Don't you take <laughs> no damn job for no damn fine. You <laughs> still gotta pay the damn bill.
0: And with those wages? Uh, I don't think so. Sure. I,
2: I I'm am i want
3: only fans. I, Y'all better get it.
2: <laughs> Man. Oh hold on, hold on, quick quick, quick, quick side, <laughs> quick, quick side, do I, I know I'm going to get. I know I'm going to get. Oh some God! You know that I'm, I'm I'm banned from Facebook again. Again? What, what? you? <laughs> I have never banned.
3: been in jail. No, 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 no. For You, 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 say,
2: you what? say that with like with a badge of honor, but what you yes, you banned for what? Listen, what you don't typically say as you're saying that is, I'm the one that typically causes the conversations because yeah. other things. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> because, like, I know at least two other motherfuckers that have replied to your comments that have been banned. Too. <laughs> like, that's
3: true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I will start a fire and
0: just watch. He <laughs> will start over. a fire and bounce the fuck out. You're like okay. <laughs> What God
2: <laughs> goddamn uh, uh, arsonist! <laughs> fucking social <laughs> media arsonist! I love too. And you too. Society
3: like... yeah, that's 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 hilarious. Oh, why, why why are you banned though? What because what pornographic gave... thing did you do this time? <laughs>
2: What, what happened? happened? What the I, 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 I almost guarantee <laughs> you sex related. I keep telling you my mother listens to this. You need to stop this. Bullshit. So, <laughs> We've had <the> conversation. <laughs> what oh, Lord.
3: Lord.
0: You know how you
3: got here. Oh, oh,
2: so, essentially what happened, somebody sent me, it was a gag video, right? Somebody sent me a video. It was, just, it was a joke. Video. Listen,
3: shut A you, gag mother. video?
2: It was a joke. Shut up. up. That's what I'm talking about. God damn it. <laughs> it was a joke video. Somebody sent me a joke video of this dude <laughs> Has started his own OnlyFans page, and all he was doing was like doing laundry and working out, right? So his wife busts in <laughs> his wife busted on him working out, right? And she says, What are you doing in front of a camera? Do you have an OnlyFans page? And she's like, Yeah, baby. And she grabbed him by his nuts and was like, The only fans that you need to have is me. <laughs> So he said, but I made three thousand dollars this month. She's like, I don't care. So, my response to this conversation was, God <sighs> damn it, you women are selfish. This man ain't even taking his clothes off. Ain't I those know he's not even uncool. Talking all this shit. Facebook so who, who, said, Who,
3: Facebook who made said, you? Was it Facebook or your wife? Because it's a clear distinction. All I
2: know is that two seconds later, Facebook hit me up and said, That counts. You women are selfish. Counts as hate speech. You've been banned for thirty days. You can't say I think because I genderized it and said you, said you women. women. You said you I women. Said you said you women. women. Mind, in context, it makes sense, right? In context.
3: But in context, it does not make sense because I'm not ever going to say that women are something.
0: You women, oh, yeah, I would
3: yep. I, I'm, I'm sorry I would say that. No. Saying, you, because again, I live with mis- a
0: woman. I'm so Now I show. know
2: who actually did ban <laughs> <laughs> So, Elgin and the Facebook Advisory Board, <laughs> and now I can't post off. Adam,
0: yo, guys, I haven't been in jail, you <laughs> savage
2: motherfucker. I don't think I've been. Yeah. I've been, I've been
3: you're been jail. in Facebook jail. I'm gonna start calling your ass Acon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a man of the people, man. I need you to put me on a shirt. Man of like, the let, people. You're man of Sublock like D, man.
0: Sublock <laughs> like D, man.
2: free my man. Oh, you're gonna have to rock free my man. Oh, shirt.
0: Free your free, free old nah, man. Get <laughs> hey, oh, you know, on some representation.
2: God damn it. Anyway, man, now I forgot all about what I wanted to say after that shit. We'll just move on to the next job. Go no ahead, Phil, man.
0: Yeah, well, you know, as you all may have heard about uh, Mizzle Song. Phil. <laughs> as you all might have heard.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what was we choosing after. To- Phil, yeah. you dropped out, man. You dro- Yeah, I'm here. Yeah,
0: I'm back now. I'm <laughs> okay, back- okay. Go ahead, man. All right. Well, apparently, Miss Osaka has chosen to, to drop out of the French Open, uh, citing uh, mental health concerns uh, mm. due to the pressures of the press conferences and other obligations that the participants have to go through. Um, I think for the probably for the promo run and a lot of stuff. And I've heard that you know these kind of runs can be pretty hectic. You know, you're, yeah. you're doing you're actually doing more promo than tennis, or you know, yeah, you know, than uh, half the time. So um, you know, when she made her decision. Uh, apparently the officials behind the French open uh decided to issue her a stern warning and fine her fifteen thousand dollars. um now uh, in the aftermath of this uh support has been uh, overflowing from mental Osaka, but uh criticism from other corners has been uh, on, uh, has also come up, has also also come forth um you know criticizing her, uh, her, her 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 mental health concerns um even uh even chastising her uh for not uh toughening up. Uh, for for this part of the business, um, you know, personally, um, I think Ms. Osaka is more than entitled uh, to uh, you know to, to, to protect herself and her mental health in her prof- in her chosen profession, and uh, you know what uh, you know what these uh, you know what, what these other grown men are, are choosing to say about about her decision, um, I find to be uh, rather offensive. But I'd like to see what you gentlemen think, and uh, you know, especially uh, since you have uh, you know brilliant daughters yourselves. You know, what, you know, what would you do? If they try to tell your little girl, hell no, do you know, do your job. Uh, I didn't mean to make it personal. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is it but is. I know you both are brilliant daughters. So,
2: for me, man, I probably would do what every dad would do. I'd be <laughs> defensive of my daughter. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, shut the fuck up. Who are these people that want to tell you what to do? But on the side note. I'd have to have that genuine conversation with my daughter and ask that she understand what's going on and the ramifications behind it. I'm not saying that Osaka does not. I'm not saying that no one has pulled her to the side and had this conversation with her, but that's the conversation that I would have with my daughter. I honestly do not understand what the big... Deal is to be very honest with you. I forgot Why? Fo- I'm the football player that says
0: some dumb shit,
2: but um... well, there's there's always there's always going to be one asshole at least, so we we know that for certain. Uh, but for me, I think that what ended up happening, as far as I know, and like I said, people correct me if I'm wrong. But you no, know they she, will. Yeah, of course. You know how they. <laughs> she said that she didn't want to participate. That she was going to sit out. They told her if she did not, if she didn't participate, they were going to find her. And she said, all right, I'm going to eat that out. Go ahead and find me. And I think when, so she knew what, what was at stake. And if you know what was at stake, you're ready to eat the, you know, take the consequences for it. I mean, what else? What more can you ask of a person? I think what ultimately became the biggest issue of contention, once again, correct me, because I've been reading this and hearing about this tangentially, okay, is that after the French Open said that they were going to punish her and that she was going to continue not to uh, punish her and said, and said that she's, when she said she was not going to continue to do these press conferences, she then, t- they then talked to the other opens like the english british open all those other stuff to say okay we want you to also hold her accountable too that she can't escape this which is when she just said all right fuck it i'm just gonna take myself out of the french open all together and i'm like okay well i mean I, sometimes i need a mental break too man i don't care how I'm, i've been in my job for over 10 years or at for 10 years now i think i know the ins and outs of my job if i choose not to do something I think I know like the ramifications that come with making certain decisions. You know what I'm saying? She's not yeah. like she's brand new to this. The nice. damn girl's been playing for how many years now? <laughs> and oh, she is
3: arguably the biggest star in the, the sport, sport right, right now.
0: now. Yep. So yeah. that that there was, is... There was that too.
3: That's, that's I think that's what burned their white hides up more than anything else was the fact that she is the biggest star. You have a black woman deciding to look a bunch of powerful, clear people in the face to say "fuck you." I'm taking the day off.
2: Yeah, right.
3: I think that is something that makes them uncomfortable to watch people flex their power in that capacity. She did it in such a way that. You know, she didn't have to fiend an injury. You know, she didn't have to fake an injury. She didn't have to say anything. She just said, no, mentally, I'm tired. And these are the things I'm tired of. Mm. I'm tired of you guys consistently asking me the same questions. I have Mm -hmm. redundant bullshit over and over and over again. And I think one of the things that I applauded her for was that she did not back down from it. Yeah, when man. these folks escalated their threats towards her, she didn't say, "Well, you know, my God, I need to change." No, she's like, "Okay, yeah. I'm fuck, I'm taking the day off. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna whip all y'all ass. I'm gonna get the bag, and I'm gonna be okay." But this idea, I think that this is a practice that more people need to do in their everyday life. All right, let's, take, ahead, let's, take, let's take a step come back, on. though,
2: take a step because, back, because you know some of the, the arguments the, that, the, that we've been hearing. Been now, listen, some of the arguments we've been hearing, though, right, let me preface it by saying this. I know that when we talk about sports, we talk about not only the physicality of the sport and how With good you need to have, the skill set that you need to have, but it's mm-hmm. also a mental toughness that you need to mm-hmm. have. True. You're not going to tell me that sometimes along the way that people don't need to reevaluate their mental state to be able to do their Mm -hmm. job appropriately. That's Mm -hmm. just the way I look at it. But I know that if you look at it in the MBA realm, Kyrie did something very similar recently and he was roasted the fuck up. Mm -hmm. People called him mentally weak, said he's a good basketball player, but if you can't handle it, get out of here, all this other stuff. And then you can go down the litany of the different commentators and talking heads that basically said that Kyrie wasn't meant for basketball. And I know Kyrie's a little bit eccentric too, so that probably rubbed people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But the impetus, as far as I know, is that it was a mental health break, which is why he took, what, almost a month away from the Nets at that time? So... Hold on. Let me ask you this, and I think I know what your answers are going to be. Do you think that if it was Maria Sharapova or if if it was Luka Doncic that said they were going to take... A couple of games off for mental health purposes.
3: Amen. Go ahead and take a month off, bro. Get yourself together. Take come a, on back. Take
0: a year off
3: at full strength. <laughs>
0: as a, a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we'll hold the open to you. We're gonna back. matter <laughs> fact, we we'll gonna hold, we'll hold the you fucking
3: season. You come this back. Just call us. Calls
0: me. Feel better. You ready?
3: But also, I think one of the things is that when you see fans complain about this type of stuff. It's because they have this idea that athletes are gladiators. You know, This this idea that they don't have feelings, that their only idea is, you know, to play sports, to be involved in sports. Remember when LeBron left the Cavs the first time and went to Miami? That first season, bruh, listen, he didn't perform, they didn't achieve what they desire to achieve that first season. Man, I've never seen anything (laughs) along those lines before in my life. And remember, this is when social media is really beginning to catch on at this point in time. And you have a lot of people who sit back on their damn computers, on their phones, and don't have anything else to do but put some unrealistic expectation on a young person because she's a young person. She's not a, a a you know 30 plus 40 she's a young person who's been in this field trying to be successful for a number of years and I hate all of you bastards who constantly have this unrealistic expectation of athletes. I thought when Kyrie decided to take a step back, And take some time off. Man, I love to see people step away and take time off that. To take care of themselves. And then he came back and played the game at an elite level. The same way we should expect her to do. It's insanity.
2: I think that part of the argument is twofold. One, when you have people that pay tickets to see people perform, they think that they're entitled to you 100%. I think that's a narrative that we need to get over because you hear that thing all the time. You make all this money. The money comes from us. You're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. Blah 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 blah. Don't
3: get the fuck out of here. No
2: bullshit. But then also you have you have these talking heads that write these articles that really don't take into consideration at least i don't think genuinely take into consideration what it takes to be an elite athlete for an entire season and yes you can say that you know that's a part of the game this is your job these that's are the what you expectations get paid for that's what, yeah. exactly that's what you get paid for cuz you hear that argument all the time but i mean dude if that was the case none of us would have vacation days my guy
0: you know, this, like like this competitive culture, man. This, this, this competitive yeah. culture in America that, like supersedes humanity yeah. at the time. You know, it it infects it infects you, you economically. You know, to the point that you you will you view your favorite athlete as you know just a means to entertain a you. Commodity, you know, there's just a means, a device. That
1: mm-hmm. person,
0: you know, a soccer is a device. Truth sure. to those French Open officials, a device that's not that's not that's not working right. You know what's funny?
2: Oddly enough, the president of the French Open came out and had a press conference and talked about the situation and said that they are striving to make sure that they take care of all of their athletes from both the physical side and the mental side. And then when it was time to take questions, he did not take questions. (laughs) <laughs> fuck like, France. Uh, fuck like, France oh, anyway. And the time yeah. fuck and they, France they, anyway. they had these heavy ass questions for you actually like that no, 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 I'm taking, I'm not taking questions today.
3: <laughs> but you also gotta remember when it comes to black athletes, this is this idea with black people in general that we don't feel pain anyway, that our pain... To, I mean, all these tropes still exist. Yeah. So oh, this man. idea man, I just I applaud her. I think man, listen, oh, if you didn't yeah. take a day off at your job in a long time Use a fool. Cause I tell you what, I'm quick to say, oh no, I'm tired today. That's what that vacation time is for. <laughs> but listen, y'all gave me that PTO for a reason. My God. I mean, I'm using you. I'm, God. I'm going to My use
0: Yo, My folding Holidays fold right over here.
3: Listen, <laughs> I'm not coming in today. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might take one tomorrow. This is do respond to the
0: email, this response to all ain't the emails.
3: If, you ain't, if you're if you listening right now, call
0: it out now. <laughs> this
3: is
0: it. I won't be there tomorrow. <laughs> Your boss was sitting there. You want the letters for you. I ain't coming. Screaming at the and shit. Take that. Take that. <laughs> scream the and shit.
2: All right, right about now is the time we like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So, uh, Crush, what's up?
0: Give me two seconds. I did have something uh, actually very interesting around sickle cell disease, uh, apparently. Um, where'd you go? Yeah, apparently there's doctor. If I can get it together here real quick. Here we are. Dr. Ted Love. I believe dead, he's been working in love. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently, he's been working on a on a on a, on a drug that's been working for sickle cell disease, uh, that's been gaining some attention. Um, we'll see how we'll see how it works out. It seems legitimate, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I just had to point it out because you know I have several family members with sickle cell. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My little daughter too, as well. So, L, what's up?
3: Man, I'm gonna tell you, man. Billionaires. These motherfuckers, man. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, man. It was a secret tax data that came out that confirms that Bezos, Musk, and a whole bunch of other people. In taxes. Yeah, these have not been paying their income tax, man. They have not had to pay. I'll just we went for one story to talk about how people are not able to get their unemployment compensation. That they rightfully deserve to billionaires paying pennies on the dollar in income tax, man. I, I'm just blown away. I hate all of you guys. Jay Z, you're included. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> These loopholes, man. <laughs> this is why I hate your guys.
3: Jay Z, Diddy, Fifty, whatever.
2: Have you have you heard about you heard about Jeff Bezos's super yacht, right? Okay. Yep. So he has this. This yacht is lit- literally the largest super yacht ever created. His yacht is so big that it cannot dock into any port. So meaning like the tankers <laughs> that you guys have and all that stuff, where they keep other yachts and boats and stuff, it is too big to actually dock there. So this this man, the is he now the richest man in the world again? Because I know him and somebody else were battling. But this man has so much money that the super yacht has another yacht inside that comes out inside of a boat no 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 a yacht inside of a yacht let's make sure a yacht yacht. the yacht (laughs) comes out of this other yacht that allows him to then go to shore this yacht is also so big the small one that's inside right it's so big that it has a helicopter a (laughs) top. (laughs) i'm not bullshitting you google it it's all there
3: hold on did you see did you see a worse more disgusting story was when jay-z and meek mill decided to give robert craft a bentley bro you gotta listen they for his they gave him a bentley for his birthday why did they need to
2: buy one, one
3: one billionaire to another billionaire and, and they made a big deal out of it. They surprised him with a the Bentley. They knocked on a door and they were leaning on the Bentley. And he's like, oh my God, my dream car. I'm like, well, you're what? a billionaire. You still have dream cars? Like, what? what? I Robert hate all Raff,
2: of them. Robert Kraft is like one of the, what, 20 or twenty or 30 richest people in the world or something, something to what? that extent? So why why did you... That, I know. But, I, I mean, what, 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 people, I, that sounded like some...
1: Why didn't they mean, give him a super like, yet? Why
2: did they give him a super yacht? Matt, that that it, it's, it's not sitting right. I'm just gonna leave it that. They give
3: a super yacht. What gonna say, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> it's the slaves giving the
0: master. Dude, do, I don't, I don't, <laughs> it, I don't, I don't get it, my guy. I don't. That's your whole point. I don't all understand. All when, I, I don't understand. I don't understand when when, when men with money give other men with money anything. Bro. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand it. Like yeah. when I hear rappers gifting other rappers stuff, I'm like, Ew. I'm like, he's nah, a
3: billionaire apparently.
0: Though, like, I don't, I don't, I don't get
3: it. I'm blown away. i just, I don't understand. And he's
2: it. not, he's not your. He's, anyway, maybe we don't understand the depths of their relationship. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Cause, oh, cause I, I, you. No, I'm man. saying, dude, because I'm, I'm like I can't wrap my mind around it. I, because just so, just so I don't give myself an aneurysm, I'm like, okay, maybe there's something I'm missing. Y'all go ahead no, and have it, at it. It's not,
0: it's you know that. what? Maybe a <laughs> you know Maybe maybe it was maybe it was a business opportunity. Nah, nigga, I don't believe that shit. No, no, no. You don't need to give a motherfucker Bentley to have a business opportunity.
3: You give him a business card for that, right?
2: <laughs> right? No, I, no, I, no, I mean, no, I mean, the actual, the actual gift actual gifting was some kind of, some kind of ad or commercial. Well, hopefully, a write off. That's all I. That's all I can say about. It. Anyway, what's up for me this week is just the sheer aggressive foolishness of police across the country. This week, uh there was a video that emerged of a woman, a pregnant woman. And she was a white woman, so I want to make sure we're clear about that, that was being told by a police officer, state trooper, to pull over. The I think it's Pennsylvania where they were, if I'm not mistaken. It were. And in the <laughs> Pennsylvania MBA handbook of what you're supposed to do when you're driving, if you're being pulled over by the police, is to turn on your hazard lights to indicate that you're going to pull over, and then to get somewhere safe on the road where you can pull over. That is where true. They- where they're driving, there wasn't any safe pullover lanes, no nothing. So this woman continued to drive. She wasn't going at an excessive speed, none of that stuff. But this police officer decided to do a swipe maneuver on her, basically hitting her from her from the rear of her car and spun her around, her vehicle flipped over. Yeah. And like I said, did I mention she was pregnant? Yes, she was pregnant. So Part of this whole dilemma that we as Black people have been facing in some capacity for for forever, it's very interesting to hear the the noise, and I use that term loosely, the noise that we've heard on this woman's behalf after the police mistreated her this way. But Black people have been saying this for a very, very long time, and the course has not been (laughs) the same. Yeah. Yeah that's that's what's up for me anyway crush where can these good
0: people find you if they'd like to find you man they're gonna find me avoiding cnn for a while because <laughs> it's gonna be all over the goddamn thing <laughs> i'm about to say
3: don't let me you down again don, um, yeah, like, don lemon's crying right now him and van lathan they're crying oh, right yeah, now i know my <laughs> wife know my wife i just want to say
0: something in two seconds uh yeah y'all can find me on instagram at the orange crush with a k or sp methods and if you're in DC, you can actually catch me uh, performing on June 19th at Arts Walk. Juneteenth? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing a little 10-15 minute beat set down uh, at my man Asheru's uh, venue. Um, you know, come check it out. Oh shit, he done made I'll, uh, it, man. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll slide the flyer over to, you know, yeah, to the folks. What's that
2: shit on there? They're the Got Black That's what's him. Like, he dropped like eight
0: albums.
3: Eight albums this year. <laughs> <laughs> His, and, last, his last album was self-titled. And and, now he's doing uh, shit on Juneteenth. Yeah, we doing more work than D Nice out here. I know what's up. <laughs> you know, we,
0: we, 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 trying to
3: make it happen, man. <laughs> okay. We L- trying to make it happen. <laughs> tell these people how can find you. Yeah, I know but, all you A-dose bastards is going to be
0: looking
3: for us. <laughs> all I'm gonna do is tell you two words, and then block it. So <laughs> come on through. It, <laughs> at Elgin Bailey go on twitter come come i'll see you later come on by
2: <laughs> i've, I've you know made it a point i've made it a point whenever someone one of those clowns jumps in my inbox and says oh. nigerians don't like africans and we don't like y'all either i'd be like elgin bailey at gmail.com that's, that's, that's
3: well that's the wrong email address too by the way so that's not the right email address uh, maybe but don't worry maybe about it. that's
2: why it. you haven't heard anything. I'll make sure to yeah. get it correct. What is Add uh,
3: at, at Elgin Bailey on Twitter. Come through. No right. doubt. Let's-
2: no doubt. And I'm big Oh, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick with us and we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Make sure you check us out at our YouTube page Page. Make sure you visit us for past episodes at www.intheblackpodcast.com And of course, make sure you come and check us out on the Patreon. Become part of the family, man. You will not regret it. We uh won't but be uh,
3: disappointed.
2: No, won't. But until next time, as always, informed, intelligent, in the, in in the, the black. People. Peace.
1: Peace. Breadjrts what up I'm bread a, I'm a brother, black a p breadjr listen uh, in the black podcast, like your lad, it's all facts You don't like that, then fall back In the black podcast, don't talk trash they switch fast if you ain't raw, then you're whack Informed, intelligent elements, so relevant Not for the weak and delicate, this is eloquent excellence We are setting the precedence, rest of them are excrement In the black podcast, the truth like the testament Don't know, block up he, bro, man, a specialist Know what the podcast just brought, just y'all yeah, mess with this Like said they my cheat, oh no, do it so effortless I listen and I learn, when I'm listening and I listen benefit. Reporting current events, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not fused without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts. Bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to your intelligence. Body filled with and power that's so unsettling, Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, take your land, it's all facts, you don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, they punt up, who watch, block up your chop, me can't flop. In the black podcast, take your land, it's all facts, you don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, we outlast, the one of them can't, none of them no contrast. Yeah. Black, Just like that, though. Yeah, man, I saw we I do it, big old. Yeah. Mr. In the black himself, uh. What up, DJ? Henry? It's your boy Black Pete. I'm out. Now, Lua!